HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to heritageradionetwork.org. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's August 7th, 2012. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43. Thanks to our sponsor, GreatBrewers.com, and we're supported by the people at the Good Beer Seal, GoodBeerSeal.com. Well, uh, we spent the weekend up in, in uh, Cooperstown, New York, at the annual Omegang Belgian Comes to Cooperstown Festival. And uh, one of the highlights of, of the event, of course, were, were the beers that we got to drink. Some of them in the official ceremonies, and others outside in the campgrounds were many Many brewers, home brewers, and uh, beer enthusiasts bring their own beers, like on draft and uh, in bottles, to share amongst friends for the whole weekend. And uh, w- one of the young men who was up there, uh, Mike Lavulo, he's the specialty brands manager for Union Beer uh, in New York. He's here with me today on the show to kick it off. Mike, how are you? I'm well, man. How you doing? So, Mike, you had a great time up at BCTC, didn't you? Absolutely. It was uh, my seventh year in a row up there. Uh, we'll never miss the fest for anything. And uh, yeah, it's just like a great gathering of uh, of industry professionals, you know, beer lovers, home brewers, um, you know, just everyone in, like, you know, in the metro area, I guess, um, you know, that flocks up there. Even some people from California that, you know, have made it out for a few years. So what were some, so we know inside there's a tent with a formal tasting and, mm-hmm. and there's all the beers you could think of from the Northeast. Right. Like, who is there? Um, I mean, I was most wowed by, um, by uh, Lagunitas, uh, just they... Uh, they have a beer that they call something a uh, little something wild. I'm um, sorry, little something something. Um, it's a seven and a half percent hoppy uh, wheat beer, pretty much American hops. Um, they do a something wild version of it with the West Mall yeast. Um, and one of the special, most special beers that was there uh, over the weekend was a goose blend of uh, lacto. Um, you know, a, a, um, sorry, Pretenomyces, um that they had blended into the something wild. And had um, and had blended like I guess three different batches of it, and that was a big wow. Was um, that from Lagunitas too? Yeah, that was from Lagunitas. Wow! Mm-hmm. I'll tell you some of my favorites. Yeah, um, I- inside the tent where their tasting was going on, uh, Stone had Saison de Buff. Absolutely, it's great. Know, what, what what is that beer? Um, Saison de Buff is, um, I believe, all American hop Saison, and it's a collaboration they've been doing. I think this is the second or third year with uh, Victory and also um, Dogfish Head. Um, so there's a different version. They're all. I think Dogfish Head is the is the most uh, the highest in alcohol, probably like about a seven. But um, the Stone version, I believe six and a half or so. Um, you know, just really nice light um, saison. Uh, that you know, I love the saisons are my favorite style. You know, yeah. But you the, know, col- the collaboration is really. Th- there's a lot of really cool collaborations going on. True. 
Uh, we have one from Stone here today. Um, was it, you want to pull that ball out? Oh, Mike? Sure, yeah. we'll check it it's, out. It's uh, more brown than black, which is a collaboration between the Alchemist in Waterbury, Vermont, um, Ninkasi, and also Stone. Um, Alchemist just makes phenomenal, phenomenal beers. It used to be a brew pub, and unfortunately, uh, Hurricane Irene um, destroyed uh, the brew pub. Now is a new location there, but um, they make. It, arguably my favorite double IPA, which is the uh, the Heady Topper. It's 8% IPA. That's a great one. But what, what about collaborations, you know? Um, it's, I, I see more and more of them, and there's some specialty beers. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, like, ways for, like, you know, different uh, brewers around just to, like, you know, um, recognize each other's, like, you know, nichiness in with, within all of their brews. You know, they're probably, like, looking at, Hetty and being like, you know, John, you know how to uh, pick the best hops, make um, throw in the best hop to the hop additions, you know, in the in the beer and everything. Um, and Stone is like the spearheader behind it, you know. Obviously, big fan of IPAs and um, and Inkasi, you know, um, you know, I, they make some serious stuff. And also, you know, um, one of the biggest segments of craft beer growing, other than seasonals, is IPAs. And it's like, you know, you can only have so many just regular IPAs. You know, it's great. But we've been seeing a lot of, like, differentiations in the uh, in the IPA category. And this is obviously a black IPA, uh, 7.3%. And, you know, most recently, like, uh, about, I guess, eight months ago, we started seeing white IPAs. You know, really big, um, you know, high-off-acid ales uh, brewed with wheat malt, you know. But, you know, you really can't call it a wheat beer because, you know, it's, it's as bitter as an IPA. One of my favorite white IPAs it was from Anchorage. Yeah, uh, the Anchorage with Galaxy. What the IPA? Galaxy? Yeah. Um, so out, yeah, Anchorage uh, a lot like Jolly Pumpkin. You know, um, all all their beers are sours, open air fermentation, barrel aging, um, and the Galaxy is actually um, is a single hop IPA using all Galaxy hops from Australia. Um, so seven percent. It's absolutely you know you've we've drank it together. It's just you know a really less of like you know the hop bitterness and more of that beautiful floral you know kind of like chardonnay you know grape um you know aroma rather than you know the big pine and citrus that comes from the united states well mike you have a good story um well, let's mention a couple other beers that i liked at uh oh yeah oh, i gotta mention um, so, so, uh, sean, La- sean lawson uh lawson so belgian comes to cooperstown oh, favorite beers uh my uh, i mean allagashes that's 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 one of my favorite breweries if not my favorite and uh they're um they did a beer called um uh so, oh my God, how am I blanking on Lawson's that? Lawson's Finest. Actually, they had a ses- session of the rye. Session of the rye was Which fantastic. was a rye session beer of 4.5%. Mm-hmm. White Birch, another one of your brands from yep. New Hampshire, yep. he had Hop to Wit. Hop to Wit. Did you like that new? That's his new I, I really Belgian like that because the first, uh, our buddy Bill Herlica, he's up in uh, New Hampshire, uh, White Birch. Some of his beers really did well, bottle condition. They were stronger beers, stronger mm-hmm. Belgian style. Yep. And Hop to Wit was one of the first that. Uh, he had that wasn't so strong. Like it was like four and a half percent. That's it. That's it. And, uh, and I also brought, I brought today his uh, harvest ale. Let's let's pop that and we'll talk about it on there. Oh, the, oh, the, the tavernale. Absolutely. Yeah, the tavernale. Yeah, because uh, that's new. And, and just so you guys know, full disclosure, uh, Mike is uh, the specialty brand guy at Union, and, and uh, many of the specialty beers that I have at Jimmy's Number Forty Three, he works with me to select and to allocate. So uh, you know, if I have a beer that's really good. Probably Mike Lavulo uh, got it for him. <laughs> Thank you, so, Jimmy. Well, you've come a long way, I and mean, this is why I want to talk about you. Because when I first met you, you you were like a home brewer, yeah, and you were an enthusiast coming to tastings, and you've really worked your way up, yeah. So how how did you go? What what we when I first met you in like two thousand five or six, yeah. you were coming to uh, as a as a consumer to beer tastings. Did you have a job then? Yeah, I worked. Uh, I moved here from New Jersey uh, to join the teaching fellowship in New York, and I taught for a year. And on the side, I took picture, pictures for uh, for L Street News. And did that for a year, and then finally, you want to do that for me? Thanks. Um, then, uh, then finally, um, went to a lot of events and stuff, and um, I decided to make the transition. And uh, one of uh, one of the old employees of Union Beer was like, "I can get you an interview with uh, the powers that be uh, next week." And the rest is history. So I you started, you started I as a as a regular kind of a beat. It's like a beat reporter. You were, you were a beat salesman. Yeah. You had well, a, no, no, not a beat. Like I, I just was like a, you know regular sales rep. But that's like a beat. You had a beat. You had exactly. your, your little exactly. Yeah, that was that started. Uh, and how to tell us how that works? Because most people don't understand. Yeah. So you've got this whole island of Manhattan. Right. And you've got you you started with this little strip. Right. Of a, well, a, when I a when territory I, when I started, it was so weird. I, I did just the west side. I had to do from Bleecker to Forty Third Street. 6th Avenue and West, that whole strip. And then they changed it around. They're like, more convenient. It would just be going river to river. And that's when I started 
being uh, you know still your friend, but then your uh, your business. Uh, so you were that for, for me and Blind Tiger and. <laughs> <laughs> some guys are we got some other guests coming on right now they're a little late yeah um but yeah the, um so yeah uh took over where the blind tiger is and your t- and like where you are on east 7th street and uh then about a year ago while i celebrated i've been working with yeah, you worked your way up because what you did was you got you were really into the specialty beers mm-hmm. you knew you learned them uh, like no other salesman because it's like often the guys that come on as sales reps, they're either going to become a management track, or they're you know they're going to go off to another job. But you're one of the rare guys that stuck with it Thanks. and really got to know the portfolio, yep. and you really made a big difference for us too. And uh, we created the ten dollar tastings on Tuesdays at Jimmy's, which has been huge. Through like three and a half years. Yeah, we, we pack it out every, every Tuesday. In fact, tonight um, you have a stand in Tim Stendel, yeah, who's another great uh, New York City beer guy. But let's let's go back to the other beers. So uh, hop to it. Yep. Oh, uh, also just, let's talk about this one because we just we popped this. This is Tavernale. From White Birch. Okay, let's sweet. talk about this. And uh, Ed Baristecki from Mugs Ale House and Dennis Flynn from Stone uh, just walked in. Good to see you guys. Welcome. Nice All right, we d- we designed the show around you, Ed. I, I knew that uh, <laughs> you were coming, so we're just going to taste a lot of beers tonight. Nice. <laughs> we bought some too, so we'll be tasting a lot. He's got like, a whole cooler over there. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> hey, come on, man. We come prepared. <laughs> All right, I let's go. Let's go. This White Birch. Uh, Tavernale, first time I've had it. Yes. Um, I'll give you a little rundown of it. Yeah. Um, so Bill, um, you know, like we said, uh, his Hop to Wit was the smallest beer that he's probably made at four and a half. This is his um, Imperial Smoked Brown Ale. It's 8.8%. Ooh. Secret sounds. But uh, tell us more, Mike. Yeah. Um, so... Bill brewed um, just a big, full-bodied uh, imperial brown. Really can't call it a stout because, you know, um, obviously close to the color and everything. Um, you know, more of, like, dark malt character than, like, you know, chocolate. Um, 8.8%, and he actually has some of his malt. He sends some of his malt to a farmer in New Hampshire, and the farmer roasts ov- over beechwood, like you would find in a lot of the Roche beers from Bamberg, Germany, like if you ever had, you know, Schlenkel at Meritzen or Oak So what, he, he bought malt already? Yes. Then he had a farmer smoke that malt Correct. after the fact. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Th- that's innovative. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, what do you think about this beer? I, I really like talking to you about beer, so... We're going to talk about a lot of beers. I know, but I haven't tried this one. Give me, give me a second. I'm trying to catch up here. We were caught in traffic, so give us a, give me a couple minutes, and we'll catch right. up here. So we got that. And I'll tell you what else I like. I like Lawson's Finest. We said that uh, the session uh, You said the session rye. of the rye. I said, I mean, the, uh, the, the Brett Cider was amazing that Sean had made. Um, and I, the only other beer that I've – well, the only other cider that I've had that can't, comes you know, near it or – Stylistically, is uh, Etienne Dupont cider Dupont from Normandy, France. You know that really they use like the wild yeast on the skin of the apples, and you know really gives it that big you know acidic puckeringness to it. And he just nailed that to a T. Well, another great part of walking around at uh, the Oma Gang Festival were just the beers that people outside of, of the official festival were tasting. Yeah. And a woman there's there's always this camp run at it's called Blind Tiger slash Dave Broderick slash Vermont Tent. And all these guys uh, with a Chad Rich from Prohibition Pig and, and Sean Lawson are there and, and Dave Broderick. And a woman uh, whose name I, I regret I do not know gave me a South Carolina Goza, which is a German-style sour beer. It was one of my favorite beers of the fest. Do you know who she was, Dennis? Uh, I believe her name was Amy, but she's just a big, big beer fan. She actually yeah. brought over also, a, I don't know if it was a gallon or more, a bag of Canteon that she brought back from... I've got pictures a on my bag? phone of her, uh, of was, her, sh- of her, like it was a ridiculous beer. <laughs> I got pictures of uh, her uh, squeezing the bag and pouring it into Jimmy's mouth and Dave's mouth over the weekend, <laughs> just like an old nice. Spanish. So Jimmy, skin. Jimmy, this is what you do on your weekends. <laughs> well, I mean, the Oval Festival is kind of like a, it's the ultimate Northeast Regional Beer Convention. That's why you know, we can't, we can't hang on weekends. You we had the, the, pr- the president of. Of Mortgad Duvel, there we're hanging out with him, the COO of the group, and yep. uh, actually the owner of Le Chouf, He was there wandering around. Chris, yep. He was just just a regular guy. He was up on top of the hill taking pictures of the uh, the brewery. And I was like, you know, you should get a picture in there. And I didn't realize who it was until I after I snapped the photo. And he was, you know, we were talking for a little while. And uh, just a great guy. And I got to say, you know, Belgium comes to Cooperstown. The guys at Brewing Oma Game know how to pull it off. I mean, it's probably one of the best East Coast beer festivals by far. I mean, just the fact that, you know, Friday night's a big hang with the industry guys, uh, the volunteers who are all usually passionate home brewers. You know, they're doing their thing. And then Saturday's the actual festival. 
but you know having the movies that night and all the bands that were playing it's it's a great time and just you know it's really about the wandering around the different campsites meeting all the people that are enthusiastic about craft beer it's it's a great weekend Got a question for you, though, because we've been friends for a good number of years through the business. But Stone, how do you fit into that picture? It's like a whole Belgian festival. I know well, you do the Cala Belgique and all that. but Yeah, but, I mean, we actually, this year, it's You guys are big hopheads, like me. We, we are. You know, Stone Brewing <laughs> Company is a big hop-focused brewing company. But, you know, the things that we offered were uh, Cali Belgique. We also did the collaboration, which was the first to blow. It was the uh, Dogfish oh. Head, Victory, Stone, Saison de Buff. We were just talking about that before. Yep, the Stone version just was flying. And then uh, later on that night, the uh, we kicked the uh, Stone 11-11-11 Vertical Epic Ale. Okay, So nice. a lot right. of people were digging on that, too. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. But actually, you know, back at the <laughs> bar, we have the, the old collaboration up on Bottle Special, which is the uh, McKellar and the Stone. Really? You yeah. Got the yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, the Belgian the triple, triple. The triple the Bel- yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, I know the requirements at, for, to go to Belgium comes to Cooperstown is any brewery can go as long as they bring one Belgian style. Okay, style yeah, I, I so I'm, that's it can be any brewery in America, Belgium. You know, Jimmy, I'm older than you, so I <laughs> married too long and four kids, and that's why we that have stuff. you out. At the, you're going to be on the show more because you, you know, I know I have, you need to, get to get out. out on I have Tuesdays. to get out of the house. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, hey, let's give a, a, a quick break here. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes and talk more about our favorite beers on uh, Beer Sessions Radio. All right, you guys. You're listening to Got a Thing on My Mind by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. My thing, it won't come true. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick. I'm looking forward to a nice meal of probably pizza and uh, some pork chops and uh, some scallops. And We really chow when we're out here, and, and it's a great place to exercise, you know, beer and food pairings. And, you know, the same thing happened at Oma Gang this weekend. I was lucky enough to be a judge for the uh, the Top Chef competition, which is kind of cool to play on. Oh, it's Hop Chef, excuse me. Yep. Hop Chef competition. And uh, they had done regional uh, events in Philly, D.C., Albany, and uh, in New York. And um, the winner was George Sabatino, a chef from uh, Philly. But it was pretty cool. And um, there's a lot of things that happen at that festival. But number one is, is the beers outside of the fest. I mean, like I said, there, there's, there's people at all these tents. Stone had a really cool setup. There, there was a minivan with Bloody Marys. <laughs> And uh, some other beers. Oh, the hot sauce, probably too. Yeah, there was a cool. Thing. What's yeah. his name? It's Michael, your your manager. So uh, it, the 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 rig. It's a Westphalia. It belongs to uh, Michael Sacklad. He's the Eastern Regional Manager for Stone Brewing Company. Basically, covers all the Eastern Seaboard. And then there's uh, four of us underneath him that kind of are regional reps. So we've got Jeff Nelson. He covers the Northeast. I've got the tri-state area. We've got uh, Lee Marin. He covers the uh, Mid-Atlantic states. We got Scott Sheridan. He covers like the uh, Southeast. And then we have Bethany who uh, pretty much covers the whole state of Florida by herself. So wow. building the team together, and uh, it's a great, great one. We call it uh, Team East. So. It was fun. And then, and then uh, from Captain Lawrence, Scott Vaccaro, every year he brings his own little rig, and he, he cooks a whole pig, and that's always a highlight. And um, i got to say, I, I always bring my La Quercia spec prosciutto from Iowa every year. That goes in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Nice. Everyone I'm just giving props to myself. I you like feel that. better about that? <laughs> no, I feel better about okay. that, yeah. <laughs> you could also pick it up at the meat hook. In <laughs> Let's keep talking about beer. So, uh, Mike, Mike, I just, don't love you now. You just poured me a beer. What did you pour me, Mike? We just poured uh, out the um, the Stone um, Alchemist and Nikasi collaboration, more brown than black. And I'm going to leave this one to, uh, to Dennis Flynn to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually a, a beer that came about 
And uh, it was basically, uh, well, previously we had done a beer called a uh, Japanese Green Tea IPA that we did with uh, Baird and Ishii. That was And uh, it was a big event because, I mean, it was a big brew. It was a tribute beer to the people of Japan, uh, basically, oh, as we cheer. And that was, uh, you know, just to kind of commemorate the, um, well, not commemorate, but just a remembrance or just an acknowledgement that, you know, what the Japanese people suffered through the great tsunami and the earthquake. And... Uh, that was a great beer, and all the proceeds from that beer actually went to benefit Japan Red Cross. And I think we raised over like $64,000 for Fantastic. for that group. Nice. And, you know, just with the uh, floods from uh, Irene and how it destroyed, like, Vermont and all the uh, damage that it caused. And obviously, you know, they lost uh, the Alchemist, so which fortunately has reopened as Prohibition Pig. And if you haven't been up to Vermont, that's a great excuse to get up there and check it out. Wonderful place. Have you been up there, che- Dennis? Uh, I have gone by, but I haven't had a chance to stop in yet. So, so as, I, as a rep, you, you, mm-hmm. what's your territory? Because you cover a lot of So I do the tri-state. So I've got New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, whole states. So we're actually uh, actively looking for somebody up in the uh, northern New York region that'll cover also northern Jersey. And then, if I was uh, single, I'd take that job. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's a it's a great time for craft beer. I mean, you know, we're growing. A lot of people are uh, expanding their positions. Sales reps, obviously, in need. But uh, just to get back to the beer at hand, what we have in front of us is the uh, Alchemist Ninkasi Stone collaboration, the more brown than black. And what makes this a, a great beer is that it's uh, it's a dark, you know. IPA, not necessarily a black IPA, mm-hmm. but brownish. And then uh, also that the fact that we use the heady topper yeast to create this beer. Fantastic. Big question, Thank big question that. here. I have to interrupt. Any sixthles laying around of this? <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I, I have two cases. I brought this beer from Jimmy's number 43, so there are two cases there. Nice. It's not on the beer list. If you want it, okay, you we're coming to ask for it. We've got to do the six We're, we're going to go right after that. <laughs> what, what, what's Ninkasi? I haven't wow. heard of Ninkasi. So actually, uh, what's great about collaborations, too, is that it allows some breweries to come into the state that normally don't have distribution yet because this beer was brewed at Stone. It goes through the Stone Distribution Network. And uh, Ninkasi is actually a great brewery out of... Uh, Eugene, Oregon. Uh, they're known for their hoppy beers. They do a, a beer called yeah, True Believer, which is an IPA. They also have a double IPA called Tricera Hops. It's a big one. Yep. They also have a couple other ones that are awesome as well. So you know, I love this. Yep. <laughs> what's, what's what's the one with uh, the Slayer? It's a winter beer. So the Slayer font. You know that one that they do? The winter. Beer. Oh, this. Uh, oh, uh, the. Uh, slay, slay rider, or something like that, and slay is spelt like the Slayer font. <laughs> I <can see> that. <laughs> but yeah, they're uh, very popular in the Northwest, and uh, you know they're they're definitely growing. I, I remember visiting them for the first time back in '08, and they had just expanded their brewery in Eugene, and I think uh, they've grown even more since then. Good, yeah. The, you know, one thing I like to do, and I, every once in a while I got lucky, I, I got this beer. When did this come out? Like three months ago or so? Four months ago? No, More Brown Than Black actually came out probably like uh, November of last year. Wow. So I, I've been, been holding on to this beer for, for a little while. Yep. And I do find that a lot of the, the special beers that have a little more strength or flavor, I, I've been happy holding them back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that I don't get enough advice about that. Like, for example, you know, uh, you everyone, what happens is, okay, here's the coolest beer ever, you know. And you have to buy it now. That's what happens to consumers and to barns. We're all the same. We're fighting for the same beers. And then when I first taste it, it's like, wow, this beer needs more time to, to mellow and, and evolve. And I don't know if you ever go through this, Ed. But luckily, I, 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 I took these, these stone beers, more brown to black, and I stuck them in the back of my walk-in, and I just started pulling them out last week. So, Jimmy, $10 and, they, and I think they taste better now. I'll come and, I'll come and <laughs> yeah. take them off here. They do taste better than, I think, six months ago. You know, and the, and the thing about, like, uh, fresh hoppy beers, I mean, the, usually the, the – the typical routine is that you really want to drink IPAs fresh because, you know, hop oils, they're volatile, they'll break down, they'll change over time. But, you know, if I had to recommend to anybody what to do, buy three bottles, buy, you know, drink one right away. So that way you get the fresh flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Drink one in six months, see what it does, and then, you know, you can decide when to open yeah, up. Yeah, and we're not, we're not talking about, like, laying down for 10 years like wine, but, you know, with beer, it's like definitely, so especially the stronger beers, there's more complexity. I've had that happen with uh, some of the, the Brooklyn uh, Schneider Hop series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had, I got a, had a couple of kegs that were a year old, and the hops had really mellowed, and, um you know, it, it's just you've got to hold back beer, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, you probably would say if it's over 8%, you might want to hold it back. I have to, I have to comment on it because I know that a lot of brewers say, all right, well, hops should be fresh, this and that. I don't know. You know, we I've had beers at mugs where we've stored them for where I've forgotten about them. <laughs> <laughs> and I've pulled them out 
six, seven years later. Yeah, they mellow out, but the hops are still there. Right. A little more syrupy and things like that. But, I mean, sometimes it actually works in your favor that you age them because it takes that edge off. But I have to tell you, I my my SKI rep never told me about this beer. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> I just had it for the first time in my life, and I think it's this really, is phenomenal. Let's open, let's open another one. Let's make yeah, this no, the, yeah, the yeah, Stone right. Ninkasi Alchemist Four Brown to Black Party Night. This is definitely going to be a stone. This is going to be a stone event because this is unbelievable. I, I've never had this. Well, in. only on Beer Sessions Radio. That's why I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm coming to Jimmy's. You can drink it. I'm coming to Jimmy's after this, and I'm stealing your two cases. I brought two weird Scandinavian beers. You got to save some room, guys. Ah, oh, forget <laughs> about the Scandinavian. We're in America. <laughs> but this, we got inspired. We we're up at PCTC. We're inspired. We're bringing out our favorite beers tonight. And, you know and, if, and if you want to write in, or you know, just what's the Twitter? It's at beer underscore sessions. You want to Twitter us? Tell us your favorite beers. Let us know because uh, we're, we're getting back to basics. We're going to talk about beer. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to do that. But we also bought a little bit of fresh out of uh, a keg, the first keg in New York that we just tapped of the Stone 10th Anniversary Ruination. Oh, thank one you. Of the re- one of the reasons that we <laughs> raced down here through all this traffic to get here. And we want to try a little bit of that, too. So. All right, let's do that, too. There's Absolutely. For more. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are we going to break on next? And, Ed, let's, this is what we're talking about, you know, aging beers. Like, what do you have? Do you have like a big cellar? Do you have a walk-in cooler? Where do you keep oh, all your extra huge, beer? I, I have actually a huge cellar. It actually drives my wife crazy because I try to store a lot of the, the, the oddball stuff in the coolers that we have downstairs. And, I mean, I'll tell you, I, not to go off on a tangent, but we had a dogfish head, I think, at one of the Split Thy Skull festivals that we've done. It was like eight or nine years old and people loved it they actually came out for it I don't you had a worldwide stout recently. yeah it was there I was one it was a- but there was another one it was either Immort I'm thinking it was an Immort that was like oh the Immort from, L yeah it was like from and these are from Dogfish yep. yeah these yeah. are from Dogfish not, not, to go, not to get away from the stone thing but yeah. you know we had one of these so aging for us is like we. I like to experiment so I've and I'll tell you the truth I really have not had any beer that really has come up bad I mean, (laughs) and the oldest, like, keg form that we've had, I'm going to guess, is about nine, ten years old, (laughs) which sounds crazy for a keg, but it's worked. Not too long ago, uh, Sam Barbieri from Waterford Ale House, he, too, said he he had a bunch of older beers that he was going to, you know, put on draft and stuff. But, Mike, you also brought, let's, we're talking about all the cool beers, so. Oh, sweet. (laughs) um, My beers aren't cool, so these are cool beers. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, Jimmy. All right. Yeah, right. I'm still coming to get those two cases. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think they're like $8 a bottle. All right. All right. Before before you guys came by, we cracked open. Actually, you tried some when you just walked in. Uh, Yeasty Boys from New Zealand. Uh, they're, we, you know, the, bar, the bartender right now, Roberta, said, hey, I, I used to, to work in that town. He said it was a ghost town in New Zealand. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never been to New Zealand. It seems like a cool place because there's a lot of a lot of different hop varietals coming from the Southern Hemisphere, New Zealand. Also, we got I I brought actually no I didn't bring it tonight. But the, what are um, the qualities of this beer? This, let's do a so quick a digital, one. So Boys Digital IPA. First time I had it. Yep. It's also from Jimmy's Number Forty Three. Fantastic. Again, something we have not seven, on the list. Seven <laughs> percent. Actually, it's on the list. Seven percent uh, IPA with all New Zealand hops. Um, and there's a really popular hop uh, called the Nelson Sauvin hop from New Zealand that gives you just such a nice ripe. Like you know, Chardonnay grape quality to it, you know. And when you're drinking like the high alpha acid hops uh, from uh, from like the United States, we're in like Yakima uh, Valley in Washington. You know, you get the big citrus and pine. You know, the chewable like you know hop character. This is more just like a really beautiful light bouquet. You know, the bitterness is there, but it's not over overpowering. Um, and uh, I kind of segue in, into it. Um, Rogue, uh, I'm sorry, Stone uh, Ruination, tenth anniversary, big IPA. Dennis, you want to take it take it away with this as far as like brewing a big beer. Thanks, Mike. Oh, that sure. is. So these guys rushed over here with a, a growler of the this, this new beer. From but are we, are we gonna are we gonna drink it while we talk yeah, about it? Let's, let's drink it and talk, talk about it. Come on, let's drink it right now. All right. 
So we're not going to be able to taste anything after this, but here we go. We're going to be doing the uh, yeah, ruination. That's for sure. I brought. So what is this? This, this, this? You have an interesting. I'm going to explain. Yep. It's a very interesting thing. Is that a growler or what is this? A medicine bottle? Uh, well, it's actually it's a, a, it's a, a growler, growler, but it's a you know not a 64 ounce. Is this yours or Ed's? No, no. It's actually what a, is it, Ed? Do you think I would show up with something like this? No. He showed up at the bar with this, and we just pulled we poured it off the. Well, uh, you know, tap. sometimes big beers like come in smaller bottle. packages. Yeah. I mean, uh, this actually is a, is a growler. It's from Beer Street. Jimmy, it's a relatively new place that opened up not that long ago, right in Williamsburg. It's, it a it's, it's beautiful. It looks like an old medicine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a 32 ounce growler. Some people like don't want the big jug of the 64 ounce. Yeah, but this you want to have as much as possible. <laughs> Which I agree All with. Right, quick rundown. Is, tell us what the beer is. All right. Guys, so just, just want to tell give us you a heads up. Beer, so what it is, is a uh, Stone Ruination 10th anniversary IPA. So we've been brewing uh, Ruination for 10 years now. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's a... Thank you. A lot of people think it's like the uh, first commercially produced double IPA on the market. So we haven't seen anything that refutes that. So uh, we're going to lay claim to it. And then, uh, you know, since we've been brewing it for 10 years, we decided we'd come out with a bigger, bolder version of it. You know, why not celebrate it? Fantastic. So Ruination of, uh, on steroids. Uh, that's so a, tell us a little more. So it's ruined. Yep. So it's, it's a double IPA. Regular ruination is uh, 7.7%. This is actually 10.8%. Uh, so we up the ante. We uh, add more malts. And instead of uh, the regular four pounds of hops per barrel, we actually squeeze in five pounds of hops per barrel. So if you know, you know, you're a home brewer or you're a commercial yeah. brewer, you know and you understand that that's a ridiculous amount of hops per what barrel. I, what I love explaining to people, like you know, talking about different beer styles and anything, it's like ruination. I used to buy all the time, and and it's like. Why do you call it ruination? It ruins your palate. It, the alpha acids are so high that you really can't taste anything out. It's like having wax paper on your palate. I mean, I lived on the Upper East Side. There was like Sexy. no places, no places to go find a good beer. Gracidis had that, and they had my God, something from uh, Hebrew. The Whatever and like I was Ripple, just finished. Maybe oh uh, no, uh, it was the uh, the brown that he did. Masai yeah, Masai bolt yeah, yeah Masai bolt. There yeah. you go. And I would get a six pack of that and like two bombers, and that would last me about two days. And um, and it would just ruin uh, finish the night with ruination all the time. Nice. So <laughs> after so, tasting this, I have to agree with my wife. Like, because she calls anything that's bitter in an IPA because I'm a hophead. As they come, ruination was one of my my loves in life. Uh, next to my wife <laughs> but she calls it poison and for her she didn't have to try this but she's going to try it and she's going to call it definitely poison <laughs> poison <laughs> on this note tell us quickly um, what's the festival that you do something split thy skull well we have a strong ale festival in, in the first weekend of March which uh, you know thank god now we've got the uh, New York craft beer week I think that week yep. and we're going to end it up on that week and it's going to be it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool I'm going to try to really blow it through the roof that weekend and I think the um, first uh, this is the first weekend you're doing the Great Day festival right or is this the second no we did this the second one we did one so, last year it's coming up this weekend what's nice. Great Day Stone Night. well no not Great Day Great Day Great Day we're both well actually we're probably all rated right now but rated um we are doing rated a which was a i tried to do like a distributor series like where i tried to get every distributor in new york to do a weekend with us and get away from like this brewery specific weekend events or or events and we did a rated a weekend last weekend and we're doing it this weekend and we've got 20 Oh, 40, week, 40 beers over the weekend, 20 on yeah. Saturday and 20 on Sunday, where we're doing anything that was rated A on the Beer Advocate website or the Rate Beer website. And anything that was the higher, that's what we took, and we're putting up you know 20 beers each day. All right, awesome. Hey, let's take one more short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. Something told me inside that your love was untrue. You're listening to I Learned the Hard Way by Sharon Jones and the Dat Kings. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We all just came back from uh, 
Belgian comes to Cooperstown, the, the great beer fest. I call it a beer convention up in uh, Cooperstown, New York, hosted by Oma Gang. And every brewery that goes has to have bring at least one uh, Belgian-style beer. Stone was there, Alchemist. Um, who else was there? Gosh. Mike, what other breweries were, were there represented? Wandering Star was there. Wa- wa- Wandering yeah, Star. Peekskill. Al- Allagash. Alex. Uh, you know, I saw some new breweries that I'd never heard of. Point. I heard of, there was from upstate New York, Chatham. Chatham. Uh, yeah, Adirondack we'd heard Adir- of. Adirondack. But I'd never heard of Chatham before. There were several other breweries. Um, yeah, there's one I saw, like Good Nature Brewing. I'd never seen yeah, it. Yeah, there's a whole really? bunch of new breweries upstate, which is And they all cool. had Belgian-style beers? Well, they have to bring one Belgian-style beer to get into the Well, festival. I mean, that's right. what I've seen. In a but past- what did you see? I mean, did you see predominantly Belgian IPAs or... Did you say Sassons? I mean, you know, no, it's it's, it's all over the place. And one of them that yeah, that Dennis brought or- was one of my favorite beers of the festival. It's the Stone Saison de Buff. Let's taste that right Stone now, beer. and let's let's talk. We're trying to be like you know beer geek out a little bit, so we're going to taste the beer. We're going to talk about it because we know that um, some of our listeners want to hear more about beer. So we'll, that's what we do. I'll, I'll show we drink beer, and let's just talk a little bit more about it. Yep. So uh, as far as Saison de Buff goes, this is the, actually the uh, second reiteration of this beer. We actually first brewed this beer at all three breweries about a year and a half ago. And the idea but which was... Which breweries are part of this so collaboration? So this is all uh, Dogfish Head, Victory, Stone, Saison de Buff. So uh, last year, or the year and a half ago, Stone did the first version. Then I think it was uh, Dogfish Head after that and Victory, although the release was a little different. And a lot of people thought like the uh, stone version was definitely more herbal, just because we're picking fresh rosemary, sage from our organic gardens. Same thing this year. Uh, what's mm. uh, what? You know, people ask, "What does that mean?" Saison de oh. buff. And basically, it was uh, when the breweries were it's young, naked. way back, no, way back in the day when uh, you know Sam Calzion, also uh, Bill Kovaleski, uh, Greg Cook, when they were first starting their breweries. You know, they wanted to uh, put together a little. Conglomerate or like a, a group together, and basically saison de buff. Buff stands for Brewers United for the Freedom of Flavor, and the idea was like you know we cheers could to that man. That's like that awesome. Yeah, that is a great. I like slogan. that. I was gonna say, are you yeah, sure they didn't brew when they were naked? <laughs> <laughs> that that could have been happening I don't in the, think in the of back seat. I know, I know. You don't <laughs> want to think about that. That was way back when, and there's you know it's, it all, happens. it's all anecdotal. Well, you know, Sam Claudio is kind of he's kind of macho, so. <laughs> So, so actually, uh, we were thinking about like getting together, maybe doing like a, a, an event called Bocce to Buff. <laughs> so, so oh, because gosh. we're trying to start up some bocce courts and all that. That's even worse. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, not, I don't. Yeah, let's not deviate. But well, I, the, I, 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 I've heard a lot of really starting bocce you know, courts, and, which and, I love. And regardless, so the idea is like uh, bocce you know, this the is, what? This is a great collaboration, uh, and again, it was uh, definitely a hit at Belgium comes to Cooperstown. It was one of the kegs. Let's talk about the flavor. So, to me, it's like it's a little intense. There's like a, this hot. What's the hot variety? Actually, the hot variety, that's a good question. I don't know. It tastes like very green and grassy. Well, I think that's from the sage. Well, what's, uh, what's amazing about it is, uh, you know, it's obviously it's a saison that's been brewed with rosemary, sage, parsley, and thyme. So the way a lot of people described it was like Black Sabbath opening up for Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. I like that. And actually, actually what, was, what was cool was like about a week, about a week ago, uh, Greg and... Sam and uh, Bill, unfortunately, there was technical difficulties. He couldn't get on. They actually did a live session, where it was like, a, I think, a Google Plus like live video webcast, where they actually sat down, tasted all three versions side by side, made comments, and uh, actually people could call in or tweet or um, I think either Facebook comment and ask questions. And it was just a big back and forth. And if you were a craft beer drinker and you happened to have a Saison de Buff, you could be drinking it at the same time as all these guys. And, you know, it was a, it was a nice, right. nice interweb. I, I have to say, I like this moment. beer, but uh, of the ones we've had today, Stone Reunion, the <laughs> new generation, it did kill my palate. So I killed and before palate, that, so. the, the brown, de, what is it called? Brown to black? Uh, more brown, brown to black. black is, yeah, I mean, black. these two were really, so let's, I'm going to go back to the brown uh, to black. Let's have that. Uh, and then, Mike, why don't you open your next beer? Let's, get, let's try to get a couple more culty favorite beers Brown to black is really, Wow. Well, you know, and if we have time, we'll open up the uh, two uh, smoke porter variations as let's well. Let's do that, Sweet. too. Sweet. Yeah, we're going to get these in. Right. Let's try to talk about them uh, in a, you know. All right, let's crack open this one. Um, one of my favorite breweries in the world is, uh, I'm going to pronounce this correctly. I like, love doing this. Holmdbrigria. 
Handbrugget. Yeah. Um, from Norway. Yeah, it just means the hand brewery. <laughs> I was uh, fortunate enough to meet uh, the brew uh, brewmaster up at uh, the festival that the 12% Shelton uh, did. Um, this is a 7% uh, multi-grain farmhouse ale. Um Hanbrugia is like I love you know you gotta love the beers from uh, Nugnio and uh, Mikkeler, but these guys are really really steeped in Norwegian brewing tradition. And what we know about Norwegian brewing tradition is you know back in the day you would do a lot of barrel aging, you know, um, like unstripped barrels get that kind of lactopedio, that really funky like you know zesty acidity from it. Um, this one is a seven percent multi grain farmhouse ale with malted barley, um, rye, wheat, and oat malt, and I, th- I believe spelt also. Not unlike the brew, the beers that were brewed in uh, Norway back in the day, they kindle some of their malt over an open flame to actually, you know, roast the malt. So it's not going to be as smoky as a uh, as as um as you know the beers from um from Bamberg, Germany. You know the Rosh beer styles, but definitely has a beautiful smoked acidity, to, uh, smokiness to it. You guys, I have to you say something. <laughs> yeah. I've, I think we've poured some beers of theirs, I think, in the past. If I, Not some, but maybe yeah. one or two. And this is actually excellent. On draft? And, and this, I, yeah. I believe that we've had um, some. This them. maybe on draft. I definitely. Not I know. This, I know, I know I've this. sold from you Norwegian brewery. wood, which is their 6.5% stout, yeah, which is aged in red wine barrels. From the brewery. Not, not this beer, but this. I actually, as a hophead, think this is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Ed, I would say for me that. You know, especially a lot of these specialty beers, especially imports, there's a difference between some and bottle and draft. And that's what our job is as barners is is to, like, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. That some of these do do taste good in bottle and some often yeah, taste good in bottle. You know. I got to no, say, out of the bottle, it's definitely more smokier than on yeah, draft. I'll have a little more, Mike. That's how much I like it. No For me, it's always about when I get a beer, if I, if I like more than one or two or three. Then I'm really happy. But I have to say, this is the beauty of beer. I've always said this at the bar. Everybody finds their little niche. And you get these people that come in, and they like this style. They like this style. And that's where it goes. And and in my eyes, that's the way we approach it. It's like you can't force it down somebody's throat and saying, hey... You're an IPA drinker, right? So, Drink so Mike, yeah, and you're, you're now you're the specialty brands manager. Yeah. Do you go to places like Mugs as well as Jim's yeah. number forty three? Yeah. Mike Just, never shows. So up what, what are the top accounts? I never see Mike talk. Mike, this is the first. What are the top accounts Mike that you visit? Since he was at Mike. the homebrew meetings years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it's kind of been yes, a seven, seven year right reunion now. right now. Seven, what did he you say? Seven years? Did he say now. seven years? You look ancient. Right, I know. I'm an old, I'm an old right. F. So, hand, Handburger at Nisifar. What is it again, Mike? Tell us one more time. Oh, no, this is the Hagel. No, but, oh, uh, Nisifar Nis- 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 is something else they have. Oh, this is, I'm sorry. This is he the wants to drink the more of that. You so want to yeah. drink more. You want to drink some Nisifar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, and I, I actually really do like, I like all the specialty breweries. I like them because I know that they are. Many of them are making beer for the American market, mm-hmm. so we get their best stuff, and, well, and they're making it for our crazy palates, because well, we love the stuff. Great segue into that, making it for the American market. I also brought an amazing gem from uh, Nugnio Brewery okay. in Norway. Um, Nugnio does a lot of collaborations. Um, a lot like Stone is they invite people to their brewery. Well, we um, actually did a collaboration called A Special Holiday Ale with uh, Nugnio and also Jolly Pumpkin. Oh, really? Fantastic. And that was the, one of the only other collaborations that was actually done at all three breweries. Did that ever show up in New York? Or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, good. I don't know if I've ever... <laughs> I never got any of it, but that's okay. Whoa. <laughs> Tracker down. <laughs> I still like this. Tracker down, uh, yeah, right. Um, so what we Are got... Are you still rep? We got here. <laughs> Where are you going? You haven't even called on him in seven years either. See? We, uh, right. I was I've got, I've got, I was I've got one rep, seven years, and another so rep. Mike, tell, tell us about right. the next Sorry, so we got we to we talk about the beer, guys. So um, this is a collaboration between Nugnio and Terrapin Brewing Company in Athens, Georgia. Um, this is a 9% Imperial um, Rye Porter. Okay. Nice. Um, uh, another thing that's really like um, traditional about Norwegian brewing is with a lot of rye. Um, there's... Um, Using like a lot, they actually have a, a rye bread recipe called the Rug Brood, um, which um, you know uses a, like three different types of like rye malt in it. The so, Rug Brood. Uh, well, that's also um, there's a there's a brewery called the Brewery that does a beer called Rug Brood. Is uh, that the? Uh, 
That's uh, all right. Okay. That's that's just the brewery from uh, California, kind of noticing the style of Norwegian I'm too brewing. Old for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's great. It's got that that'll be coming back out in November. Um, they used to do it year round. Then they just like let's just do a seasonal. Um, so this one is let me say ABV on this. I think it's like nine. Yep, nine percent even. Um, that's what we really need right now. <laughs> so uh, a collaboration between Nugnio and Terrapin in Athens, Georgia. Terrapin makes some fantastic beers. A lot of big IPAs. So Mike, this goes this goes back to the uh, collaboration thing. So Ed, yep. taste the beer, and I want you to tell us what you think of it because you're the ultimate taster. Yeah, all right. It's your new job. Actually, no. Before I taste it, I have to say because Michael, I know, even though I said what I said, but I've seen Mike <laughs> uh, for a. I, I we've stayed in, yeah right exactly. <laughs> I think this is the most fun but, we've had in like ten no. years. <laughs> oh, I I love coming here. I mean, I'd like to come here all the time. If any listeners ever want to show up at Roberta's five o'clock on a Tuesday and in Bushwick, you can come and sit in the show with us. You can drink beer with us. Exactly. People have done it. We have a great a great friend from. Uh, UK who's been out twice and uh, please join us anytime we'll make it a heckle Eddie event (laughs) (laughs) I've been you can heckle me I've been married for 20 some odd years I've got four daughters you could heckle me as much as you want, and it won't do anything. To me. <laughs> but Ed, no, the 9% beer. Well, then, then no. it'll be a kudos event because, you know, Eddie runs one of the best and original craft beer bars in Williamsburg. One of Mugs the first bars to pour What's the name? What's the name of it again? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you, are you Mugs? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm Mugs. My wife is Mugs. I'm just, I pay the bills. No, actually, the, no, I'm going to yeah. get back to a serious point here. Yeah. The thing that used to blow me away was when Mick Keller showed up. I used to be looking at it. And I'm like, well, you know, why do we want to pour American styles that are from from Norway? other countries? From other exactly. Yeah, gotcha. And I, I always question that. But I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I, I when I had the iHeartCore U, the McKellar Brew Dog combination. Yep. Oh. God, <laughs> that is a serious beer. That's talking about a I high, was, nine and a half percent uh, beer that Mickle from uh, Mick, Mickler. And, I um, loved it. Dude, it is it is one of the biggest IBU IPAs. When we talk about IBUs, we're talking about international bitter units, and they say the human palate only ticked up up to like eighty or something like that. Not mine. Um, no, <laughs> we just go through the charts. This thing has got to be pushing like a hundred on it, and it is like the beer for the hopheads. That is a fantastic beer. They still come out with now and again. Um, so you, but, uh, you know, Ed, when I go to your place, I mean, you really have a great selection of beers. I know you have your old school beers, but you also have you know all the cool. We stuff. try. We try to. We try but to talk about this off. beer. Come on, time's time. This is the the Nonio special. What Nignio Imperial Live Porter? Right. So a collaboration I, with Terrapin in Georgia. Ed, tell me about this beer. This is like huge and dark and dense, but it's still really good. I have to tell you that I. Um, a big Porter fan for years, actually, and for years in the early years in New York, especially, uh, Porters for me were a safe style. Mm-hmm. And it was a style that, you know, well, you never tasted a bad Porter. And, I, and truthfully, to this day, I don't think I've ever really tasted, quote unquote, a truly bad Porter. Mm. But, you know, when they started breaking through the ceiling with going with Imperial Porters and Coffee Porters and Chocolate porters and this and that. Right. But I just tried this. And I, I think we've had the, the Nagano. I think that we had. I don't know if it was the Imperial Rye Porter. We've had it. At I, I, think I, think I, I only got a few kegs in. I might have just told uh, you what it was. We've also had it. just the Nagano Porter, which is pretty awesome. Which I'm trying to figure out if it was the yeah. Rye. We had a Rye Porter. I don't remember if it was the Rye or the Imperial Rye. Okay. But uh, I fell in love with it when we had it on draft. And right now, I mean, this is. I mean, the, 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 the color of the head. I don't know how you serve it. What, what I do is when I get a beer like this, I mean, this is 9.5% Imperial Rye Porter. And I, I, have, I have customers at Jimmy's number 43. I will, like, usually they're ordering lighter beers. And I will give them, like, a half goblet each on the house. I call it a dessert beer. Because at some point it kind of does, it not only does it finish your palate, it finishes your evening. Um, and that's how I see these beers. I don't know about you, Ed, at your place. Do people just come and order order something like this and knock it down? We now, well, I mean, you know, something like this. We would probably do a ten ounce pour, and it would be like, well, I, I mean, looking at it right now, it's beautiful. I love, I like a like a tan head on on the beer and a porter, especially in stout. I love that, and I mean, it tastes unbelievable. 
something like this. I mean, we usually at mugs we sample. Like somebody comes in, they're curious about it. If they're going to spend X amount of dollars for a beer, we will give them a little sample and ounce. You know, try it. If you like it, then you know it's yours. You know, but that type of thing is the the approach that we have. Um, right now, I mean, this is great. I mean, between this and the Stone Tenth Anniversary. I'm having a good night tonight. Right. Absolutely. Well, actually, so, uh, it's going to be a good segue. Uh, I don't know if we got to take a commercial break, but if we come back, we'll get a chance to try uh, two smoke porter, stone smoke porter variations. Smoke porter with chipotle ooh. peppers. Well, how about smoke this? We, we probably beer. won't because our show's wrapping up, but tell us about those beers quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, you know, stone smoke porter, it's a 5.9%. It's a smoke porter that was brewed with like sm- uh, peat smoke malts. And then uh, the variations we got, we did one with uh, chipotle peppers that has come out in like uh, kegs and also cask. Same thing with a uh, smoke porter with vanilla bean, which I have to credit our brewer, Laura Ulrich. She came up with it because we actually do a dessert menu item from the Stone World Bistro and Gardens. It was the uh, smoke porter vanilla bean float. So that's one of the uh, dessert items, but we... Put it together and uh, came up with this. So. All right. Well, hey, we got to talk about some cool beers. Uh, we wrapped up Oma Gang Belgium Comes to Cooperstown. Uh, some Cooper Steel events happening in New York City. Uh, tonight is Dogfish Head Night at Bar Great Harry in Brooklyn. Bar Great Harry is a really awesome bar. You should check it out. Well, that's fun. This weekend, August 11th and 12th, Mugs Ale House. Uh, Ed Go. told us about it, but it's the rated A weekend. And then go to goodbrewsteel.com for other events, including coming up uh, September 8th, the Rockaway Beer Fest, Barrels and Kegs, which will be cool. What do you want to say, Ed? I just want to interject. We got the first keg of the Ruination 10th anniversary tonight. I will be drinking that tomorrow. Just want to also mention, uh, tomorrow is the monthly Malted Barley Appreciation Society meeting, always happening at Muggs. At Muggs Hill House. Circa 1995, and Lagunitas is coming in tomorrow. We got the Fusion Barrel up. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. And I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrews.com have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Brew Sessions Radio is supported by the Good Brew Seal. Thanks to Mike, Ed, and Dennis for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Ensley and Brie O'Connor, and our engineer, Joe Galarraga. On August 14th and 21st, you can tune in at our regular time to hear our special shows from Belgium Comes to Cooperstown at Brewery Omegang. We'll be back in the studio August 28th. Until then, thanks for listening to Beer Sessions Radio. Songs I have casually mentioned. The fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.